for listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good Monday show for you to go over some things that happened over the weekend. Number one, in a story that might not be as big of a story as it's being made out to be, we'll go over that. Former Bachelor producer puts out a um, podcast. A contestant responds, and we're kind of left with a whole lot of nothing at this point. Um, We're going to talk about F-Boy Island. I'm going to talk about The Challenge, a new reality show that just debuted last Wednesday. You might know which one I'm talking about. We're going to talk about that. And is there another rivalry brewing in the 90210 world? We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's start off with this story because it really gained a lot of traction this weekend. And I just want to give you my brief thoughts on it because, honestly, I think the story is pretty much over. But in case you missed it, former Bachelor producer Alana Noel, who had the podcast a couple weeks ago, talked about what happened at the Women Tell All for Clayton's season, also had exposed what happened during, I think, was the biggest thing that she dropped in her podcast a couple weeks ago was her basically saying that, one of the men who lasted a really, really long time on Rachel and Gabby's season hooked up with a hairdresser overseas. I think if we put two and two together, we know who that is, and yet nobody's really talking about that, but they are interested in what happened this past weekend. Anyway, Alana Noel did a podcast, Recipe for Crazy, where I think it came out on Friday night, where she said she came across Blake Horseman on a dating app. Days before he announced his pregnancy with his girlfriend. So she did a podcast on that. And Blake responded with this on Instagram story, which he deleted afterwards. Can't believe I have to address this because of a crazy ex-bachelor producer trying to get clout for her gossip podcast. Yes, two years ago, I got accepted on Raya 48 hours before I went on the show and met G. All-Star Shore is the show he went on. I froze the account and completely forgot about it. I upgraded my phone two months ago, and the app updated, and it unfroze me. Don't worry. G got 30 DMs within an hour of it being active. She was with me when it happened, and we figured out how to unscribe and delete it. They don't make it easy. So sorry to disappoint. You Reddit crazies can put away your pitchforks. Oh, what a shocker. Reddit was jumping down his throat for this. Look, I don't know how dating apps work. I haven't been on one ever. Honestly, I've never been on I've never been on Bumble, I've never been on Hinge, never been on Ryan, never been on League, never been on any of them. Don't plan on it either. But the point being is when I listened to Alana's podcast, all she said was I saw Blake on a dating app. That was really extreme. Didn't expect to see that considering he was pregnant. So Blake's post right here didn't deny what Alana reported. Basically just said, yeah. This is the reason why. Now, like I said, I've never been on any of these dating apps. I have no idea. To me, I don't know why upgrading your phone would then unfreeze your account. Like it, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But look, I'm not here to debate whether him getting a new phone, uh, he upgraded his phone and all of a sudden that unfroze his Raya account. I, most people are doubting that. Look, I don't care. Here's the story, if there even is one. And when I say this is pretty much a dead story is because we don't know anything that happened with this Raya account. I haven't seen a post. I haven't seen any woman come forward saying 
He said this to me. He did this to me. He sent me this message. I've hooked up with him since he's been like, if that doesn't happen, then, then it, like I said, this is a non-story. And as far as I know, nobody has come out publicly and said Blake did anything with that Raya account. And so all Alana did was say he had a public Raya account that I saw. And Blake said, yeah, and this is why. But if no woman comes forward and says he tried to get with me, then what's the story here? I just I don't think there's a story. And I don't I would I would be pretty surprised if that was the case, if some woman came forward. And let's also make this very, very clear. Anybody can come forward and say, oh, yeah, uh, Blake did this with me and Blake did this and I've hooked up with Blake. In this day and age, you have to provide receipts. So um, if somebody if this has happened, I would just say provide receipts because anybody can say Blake hooked up with me or I know a friend who hooked up with Blake and whatever. That's never been out there ever since he's been with G. So unless somebody comes out there with that, this is a non-story. But from what I was told and what was sent to me, this is all anybody was talking about all week. And I'm like, why? Why is everyone talking about this? All Alana did was say, I saw his profile. She didn't say he contacted her. She didn't say I've got messages from women. She just said, I saw his profile. And then Blake didn't deny that his profile was on there. He just explaining why it was on there. Whether or not you want to believe that, I think is irrelevant because nobody's come forward with anything. Guy hasn't done anything wrong. Why are we jumping down his throat? But I guess that's what people do on Thanksgiving weekend when they're bored. Speaking of doing something when you're bored, if any of you have time to kill this week before Thursday's Golden Bachelor finale, and you just want to see what people are saying about this show, go to my Instagram page, go to my post that says Golden Bachelor finale spoiler. As I'm recording this right now, it has 1,625 comments about it. And you will see just the gamut. Uh, I want to say the gamut of emotions, but I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe it's not gamut of emotions, but you will see so many people and what they think of Gary picking Teresa, Gary not picking Leslie or Faith. And I'm not talking about, oh, that's great. Or, oh, I wish he would have picked Leslie. It is these people know absolutely everything there is to know about Gary and what he should be doing with his life and what they think of Teresa and how she's going to be as a partner to Gary and why Faith and why Leslie would have been so much better. I mean, I was just scrolling like 10 or 15 of them. I'm like, oh my God, these people are writing like paragraph comments. Who has the time to do this? Seriously. Why are you commenting about this so much? And it's one thing to leave one comment, but then when somebody responds to your comment and then you have to respond to what they said and then they have to respond to what you said and then you respond to what they said about what you said originally, it is just like, come on. <laughs> like, What are we doing here, people? I mean, just, just kind of scrolling some of this, you're looking at it you're like, are these people okay? <laughs> are, are they all right? Is uh, I, I'm just, I'm trying to find, I mean, some of them are just real 
Short, short and sweet. I knew it was her. They will be very happy together. Okay, great. That's the kind of stuff that you should write on these posts. You can even write the 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 flip side of that. Oh, I wish he would have picked Leslie, but hey, great that him and Teresa are together. Whatever the case may be. Thanks, Steve. Yay. I love Teresa. I sure hope this is right. I'm so glad he picked Teresa. I thought she was the best from day one. Thank God. See ya, Leslie. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Don't need to say that, but okay. I've always been a fan of both, but Teresa seemed better suited for him. That being said, Joan for Golden Bachelorette, please. And this goes on and on, but then you start scrolling down and get even further. And there are just some nasty ones in here. I mean, just women hating on 70-year-old women. Like, what did Teresa do to you? What did Leslie do to you? What did Faith do to you? It is just unreal how we talk about it all the time when it's Bachelor and Bachelorette. I expect it on those shows, as wrong as it is, I just know it's coming because I cover this show as my full-time job and I see it every season. People cannot help themselves and people cannot help themselves for saying something totally gross and totally inappropriate and however you want to characterize it, they have to let their feelings known on somebody. Usually it's on somebody they don't like. Yes, you'll get your occasional, oh, love her, she's so beautiful, all this stuff. But for the most part, people are going to social media to tell you how much they don't like something. And I expect it on Bachelor and Bachelorette. I was shocked scrolling through some of those comments on my Instagram feed when I gave out the Golden Bachelor finale spoiler. Holy crap. Like I said, if you got time to kill and you really want to see why we're going down the drain as a society, go check out some of those comments. This is about 63- and 72-year-old women that people are absolutely tearing down after seven episodes of a reality show. It's sad, man. Now, another reality show that dropped on Wednesday, taken from the TV show that was on the same streaming service, did you ever see Squid Game when it came out? Now, off the top of my head, I'm going to have to Google this as I'm live here because I don't want to get the date wrong. But when did Squid Game television show come out on Netflix? It came out in September of 2021. So basically two years and three months ago. I got into it a little bit later than everyone else because I saw everybody talking about it. I can't remember when I watched it. I think I want I, wa- I want to say I watched it at the end of 2021, maybe maybe around like this time when there was holidays going on. Maybe I caught up with it during the holidays of 2021, but everybody was talking about it in September and October. I was a latecomer to Squid Games, and but I liked it. It's It's different for sure. And you're just like, whoa, this is kind of out there, but it's also kind of cool because it was different. We just never seen anything like this. Not to mention it was all actors we didn't know. It was all voiceovers of American uh, actors, American voiceover actors doing it so we could understand it since it was all done um, in 
Japanese, I believe. And I'm just, I'm watching it. I was like, it was a good show. And then there was rumors going around that they were going to make it into a reality show. I'm like, well, how are they going to do that? They're going to kill people on on live television, right? Or, you know, a record. Oh, no, no, no. So Squid Game, the reality show, hit Netflix last Wednesday. They dropped the first five episodes of Squid Game. There's 10 episodes total. We got four episodes coming this Wednesday, and then the following Wednesday is just going to be one episode, and it's going to be the finale. But this is actually a real reality show based off the TV show, and they're basically playing the same exact games that they did in the TV show Squid Game. But they're just not killing them when they don't advance in the game. They have a basically a paintball packet underneath their shirt, and if they lose... The paintball packet goes off. That's it. Now they dramatically fall to the ground and stuff, but they're not dead. They're not killing people on television. We're not at that stage yet of of reality television, but something tells me by the year, I don't know, 3,000, we might be. Anyway, Squid Game comes out. They drop their first five episodes, and it's a real reality show, and there's 456 people in this reality show. The first five episodes, they're already down to under 70 now, I believe. And the winner takes it all. We're going to have a reality show where the winner gets $4.56 million. Because every time a character or a contestant is eliminated from the show, $10,000 goes into the pool. And there's 456 contestants. You do the math. Someone's winning $4.56 million. And we're down to under 70 now through the first five episodes. And it's really good. It's just like, it's literally the TV show. We're watching the, it's the same set, the same games outside of one game. We have a couple people that are from other reality shows that are on it. You remember Figgy from Survivor? She's on Squid Game. There's a couple other ones that are known. I don't know if they were on reality shows, but, you know, they're like somewhat known, I guess, maybe like a performer or something like that. But if you're interested and you watched Squid Game, the TV show, the reality show, is happening right now, and you got to go watch it. It's really good. If you like the TV show, like I said, the competitions are literally the same thing that they did on the TV show. First episode, red light, green light. All 456 people just line up and start running, and they have to stop, and motion sensor catches their body, and if they move, boom, paintball to the chest, and they fall down dramatically, like pretending like they're dead. But that's all it is. It's really good. I can't wait. I mean, I've I watched all five episodes on Friday, and I can't wait for the next four to come out on Wednesday, and then the following Wednesday is when they're going to release the finale. So anybody interested in Squid Game, check that out. It's on Netflix. Other reality shows I caught up with this weekend, obviously we've got F-Boy Island, who had their third to last episode, right? And the women went from three men down to two. This week's episode on Friday, I believe, is going to be, yeah, it's like the, what do they call it? It's basically the men tell all, but it's called mansplaining or something. And that's where the men come back that were eliminated and tell the women what they need to know about their final two guys. Well, we got the final two guys for Danny and Hallie, and we got one of the final two for Katie, and then it ended with the cliffhanger of For Katie, is she going to keep Benedict or is she going to keep Marco? Danny's final two are Jared and Christian. She eliminated CJ. 
Holly's final two are Mercedes and EJ. They are both F-boys. For Danny, Jared is an F-boy. Christian is a nice guy. And Katie has already chosen Vince to be in her final two. Vince is a nice guy. So will it be Benedict, who is an F-boy, or Marco, who is a nice guy? So if you look at it as a production standpoint, you'd think she'd probably take you, you would think she would take Marco because that means Katie guarantees herself $50,000 because she's got two nice guys. So whoever she chooses, she splits the money with. You'd think that would be the case because then for the final three couples or for the for the three women, you have one woman would have two nice guys. One woman would have a nice guy and an F boy and one woman had two F boys. So it would make the most sense for Katie to bring um, Marco to the uh, be Marco be the other guy in her finals, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. They might want to go for drama and have Katie take, you know, one nice guy and one F boy. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's what we're going to be down to. They didn't give it away who Katie chose. They ended with the cliffhanger, but my guess is she's going to choose Marco because why wouldn't you? You have, a, you have a way to guarantee yourself $50,000. Now, here's the other thing. This could be production talking Katie into take the F-boy at least to the final two so there's at least some intrigue to the audience of will she actually pick an F-boy thinking that he's reformed. There could be that going on behind the scenes. I don't know. And the other thing is I don't know what's going on with Katie about seven to ten days ago, she posted on her Instagram stories that she is canceling all appearances and postponing everything, and she hasn't posted on Twitter, and she hasn't posted on Instagram story or Instagram feed in seven to ten days. I don't know what's going on with her. I hope everything is okay. But that was just really weird because Katie is very active on social media. Remember when she was the Bachelorette? I said, this girl is the most active Bachelorette we've ever had on social media before. That's continued. She's promoting her comedy career. She's putting dates up of when she's doing her stand-up. And then like seven to ten days ago, she just basically threw it out there that I have to postpone everything uh, through the end of the month and never gave a reason and just ha- and has disappeared ever since. So I hope everything's going okay with Katie. She hasn't even, she hasn't even uh, posted to talk about, hey, check out F-Boy Island, which is also very weird because she's done nothing but promote that show since it started using her Instagram stories all the time to tell people when it's on to do Q and A's about it, all this stuff. She's done podcast interviews. And then, like I said, seven or 10 days ago, just went dark and has not posted a thing since. I don't know what's going on, but like I said, I hope, I hope everything is okay. The challenge I finally watched from last Wednesday night. I know I'm late on this one. So we are now one for two with the uh, champions coming back. Kaz came back and lost to Big T. We know in week one, Jordan came back and beat Siren. So I, it looks like they're not giving the group a chance to gain more money. All they can do is lose. They started the with the Legends coming back. They started with $406,000. Jordan won the first arena battle with a Legends comeback. So he got to take home ten thousand, which took ten thousand out of their pot. So they're now they're at three hundred ninety six thousand. Kaz didn't win. Big T won, so she gets to stay in the game, and they didn't lose any more money. It's not like they win if they beat a legend, 
$10,000 goes back into the pot. All they can do is lose from this point unless TJ adds something like during the daily challenges where they can add money, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So we started with 406. If half of the legends win, that's $50,000 that's going to be taken out of that. They're going to be down to 356. If more than half of the legends win, going to be less than 356. So found that a little bit interesting, but I don't understand really why they're doing it. You know, I don't give them more chances to win money, I guess, but I'm not producing the show. Tonight is the finale for Special Forces. We have, what, five people left? We've got Aaron and JoJo on the women's side, and then we've got Tyler, Nick, um, and Tom Sandoval, right? Those are the only ones left for the men. And who am I missing? No, I was right. Just those five. Tyler, Tom, and Nick for the men. Aaron Jackson, JoJo Siwa for the women. And I don't think five people are going to pass. That doesn't – I would think the the show doesn't want that. They're going to do whatever they can to make some of these people quit at the end. I still think, as I've said for weeks, I think the two winners of this thing are going to be Tyler Cameron and JoJo Siwa. I have no inside knowledge, nothing. I don't know if Nick's going to quit or if you make it to the end. Like we, We've only seen one season of the show, and the two women that got to the end – Carly Lloyd and Hannah Brown were just chosen by uh, the DSs as you passed. Well, what if all five get to the end and make it through this final episode tonight? Are they just going to pass all of them? Be kind of really shitty to make it through the 10 day course. And then the DS says, yeah, but we are not accepting you. You don't pass. You know, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm guessing somebody's going home tonight. If not multiple people that just make it to as far as they could. And then just, Say, I, I, I did my best. I'm out. But I'll definitely be tuning in because it's a really good show. And finally, you know me. I've talked a lot about my love for Beverly Hills 90210 and how I want to be the mediator to finally bring Tiffany Amber Thiessen or Tiffany Amber back into the fold. And I don't understand why she's being shunned by most of the cast, namely Jenny and Tori. But Did you see what happened this weekend? I saw this on Brian Austin Green's Instagram story because I follow him. And on his Instagram story on Friday night, it might have been Saturday night, it he had um, Jenny Garth earlier in the day had posted an Instagram story that was promoting an upcoming event that she was going to be a part of. I forgot what the name of the event was, Um, but. Brian Austin Green reposted Jenny's Instagram story and then wrote underneath it, how come you don't involve at Tory Spelling in any of this? Which was really weird because that's all he wrote. He didn't go into details. He didn't talk about anything of, it doesn't, we don't know anything other than that. It was just a really weird call out because Brian has to know Jenny and Tori are like thick as thieves. They do a fucking weekly podcast together. Well, when they choose to release an episode, sometimes they just take weeks off and don't tell anybody and don't give a reason why they take weeks off. But it's neither here nor there. The bottom line is Jenny and Tori are like BFFs, not like BFFs. They are BFFs. They have their own BFF collection with with QVC. So I would think there's some sort of it's like Brian is stepping in 
when he's not even, I don't even know how close he is to either of them. He's never been on their podcast before. So yet he's calling out Jenny, who clearly has a friendship with Tori. It just it's just a really weird call out by Brian because we don't even know what he's even talking about. All he wrote was, how come you don't involve Tori in any of this? Like, wait a second. How do we even know that Tori... I, Tori's going through a lot right now. She's dealing with that mold issue where she had to move into an RV with her kids. Dean McDermott left a... Did you see what Dean McDermott, her ex-husband, left on Instagram this weekend? Basically admitted he hasn't seen Tori or the kids in five months. His alcohol ruined their relationship and ruined their marriage. He owned the fact that he would get belligerent drunk and scare Tori and scare the kids, and he's living in a sober facility right now. I mean, <laughs> he just dropped this on us out of the blue on on over the you know last week, Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm glad he gave a he's given an interview and basically just owned everything. Like, yeah, my drinking is what has ended is killed the relationship. And I haven't seen my kids or Tori in five months. And then Tori's dealing with, a, she had that mold issue she was dealing with at home. She had to move into an RV. She's got to take care of five kids. Why is Brian butting into this and saying, you know, to Jenny, how come you don't involve Tori Spelling in any of this? If anything, wouldn't he just contact her privately? Like, I don't know. Unless Brian's doing Tori's dirty work, but Tori would go directly to Jenny and be like, hey, why aren't I invited to this? Like, I don't know. Just a weird thing that I'm going to keep an eye on because I follow Tori, I follow Jenny, and I follow I follow the bag. The bag, B-A-G, Brian Austin Green. Um, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. Uh, the Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now if you want to check that out. And, yeah, just a lot. It's a lot of stuff going on uh, right now. So, anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.